Welcome to the epicenter of sports and entertainment. This, This is the Root Dog Show. Now, here's your host, Rudy Reyes. Welcome to the Rude Dog Show. This is Rudy Reyes. Thank you so much for tuning in. Uh, it's been an absolute scorcher today, and I mean scorcher because of the aftermath that was left behind by Baker Mayfield, and the trilogy officially has been closed. Case closed, shut it down, no longer a cold case as to whether or not Baker Mayfield is going to start for the Cleveland Browns in 2022-2023. Now, what's really interesting about Baker Mayfield, of course, we've heard a lot of the rumors whether or not Baker Mayfield is going to be the guy who's going to get shipped out in lieu of having Deshaun Watson, who in his own right is having some serious legal issues, and he should be. He should have all the issues that he could possibly handle, but it's not how you handle them. It's not the issues, it's how you handle them and how you contest with quite possibly being the answer to the Cleveland Browns. Unfortunately, it may not look like he'll be the answer this year. Could look like that more towards 2023-2024 campaign. The Browns decided today to send Baker Mayfield to Carolina for a fifth-round pick in the 2025 NFL Draft. A small cap hit. When I say small, maybe not small to you and I, but small to the organization from the standpoint of being $5 million, which would make Mayfield a free agent in 2023. Now, Cleveland currently has employed four quarterbacks. We know that Deshaun Watson is one of those guys. Jacoby Brissett, thank you, William Senso, for chiming in. I appreciate it so early on in the show. You're the man. Thank you for that. What happens is, is now you have Dobbs, who's a variable, you know, he's a serviceable quarterback. There's no question about that. He did that while he was in Pittsburgh. Uh, but you know who Jacoby Brissett is, another serviceable quarterback. He had played the role uh, in Indianapolis, and he's been around another league, another team rather, other than the Indianapolis Colts. What I like about Josh Dobbs, he's very cerebral. Uh, he takes coaching to a different level. He has a very high IQ, very smart guy. Uh, but again, one of those things where he's, because he's so cerebral, he's more of a coach, a quarterback coach or a quarterback, maybe not quite a whisperer, but certainly a coach in the National Football League uh, from that standpoint. And whether or not he's going to see daylight, he could, depending on Jacoby Brissett's performance, uh, now that uh, you know Baker, Baker Mayfield is no longer going to be there to be that guy under center for Cleveland. And, of course, this is a laundry list of starting quarterbacks in the NFL. We'll talk about that here in a minute. But I certainly wanted to uh, put my own two cents in, into this because it would stand to reason we know what Baker Mayfield is. He may not have been a leader in the locker room. Fans have not really kind of endeared him in the way that maybe he would have liked. Uh, maybe the kind of guy where he was looking to get a lot more of the accolades from fans than he actually was getting. But this isn't a one-person sport. This is a team sport. So it takes one person to help uh, be, the, be the catalyst to get them back to winning ways, winning methodologies, and what that actually looks like. Now, what's interesting about this is that um, he was the number one pick overall in 2018. I happened to be there at that NFL draft. Of course, I interviewed Sam Darnold. We'll talk about the NFC South uh, shortly as well. But there was a lot of things that I didn't like from Baker Mayfield, the fact that he wasn't there. Now, he didn't necessarily have to be there. It was an option for him to be there. But for him to actually be there and be interviewed by everybody in the green room, including myself, would have been fantastic for him being the you know number one overall pick. 
And not being the leader in the locker room, not a good sign for him, not a good sign for the Cleveland Browns moving forward. Uh, but but let's let's look at this from a different perspective. If you're a starting quarterback on any given NFL team, you deserve to have some type of camaraderie uh, with your coworkers. Maybe that, that was lacking. Maybe that was missing within that locker room. Uh, and, and possibly his coworkers not giving him the type of maybe attention, maybe the type of uh, you know way to go, good job, Baker. Maybe there wasn't a ton of that. And a lot of the quarterbacks uh, in the NFL, of course, those that are not for long, we know that the NFL it certainly uh, means that, and no free lunch also is another euphemism associated with with those letters. Uh, but alas, that's not the case when you look at Baker Mayfield and his tenure with the Browns. He's at par uh, for 500 in completions, identical in turnovers with 30 apiece. Now, I can't say that I'm really shocked by this, only because well, these are the Browns first and foremost. They've had more, and I made a I made a funny tweet out on on Twitter discussing how uh, even uh, Philip Rivers himself has more kids uh, than uh, the Browns had starting quarterbacks. Of course, we know that that's not accurate because we know Cleveland Browns are one of those teams that just continually finds ways to start new quarterbacks. And of course, with Baker Mayfield being the only uh, quarterback outside of Bernie Kosar to leave the Cleveland Browns, uh, lead them into better waters, had been a century at least since Bernie Kosar was the starting quarterback for the Cleveland Browns. Uh, and you can have that, you know, with, um, you know, couch and just a laundry list of other guys. Um, but what's really revealing about this is that during the revitalization of the Cleveland Browns franchise, um, it's just kind of wild to me when you think about the amount of quarterbacks, the kind of guys that went on uh, to go somewhere else uh, and or maybe not go anywhere else at all. Uh, and I'm sure a lot of these guys in Cleveland will say, you know what, maybe I was a guy at one time. I'm no longer that guy anymore. And the Browns need to find, you know, someone else that's going to do what I was, you know, drafted to do. Uh, Tim Couch drafted high in the NFL draft, but they've had 31 different starting quarterbacks. Uh, and during those 22 years, they started multiple different quarterbacks, except for 2001, 19, 20, 19, and 2020. Why? Because Maker Mayfield drafted in 2018. And when I look at this guy being a first, you know, pick overall, hasn't made it to any type of Pro Bowls. The numbers aren't exactly stellar. They don't really stand out to me. Nothing about what he has done stand out to me other than one thing and one thing only. He's a consummate professional. And when you look back at his season, he played with a torn labrum. He's able to take my team, the Steelers, out of any type of playoff contention. Uh, and with that, enabled him to, you know, to be honest with you, to, to be that guy. But when you're six and seven as a rookie, that doesn't exactly again scream off the page for other other teams who are you know at 500 or better. The opportunity to either draft quarterback or not have ones that are available. And the saddest part about that is, is that when you look at Baker Mayfield at one and 31 um, in two seasons, 27 touchdown passes, the year he was drafted uh, until it's passed by Justin Herbert, who I think is a much more supreme. Uh, and we're talking cerebral earlier about Josh Dobbs. There's certainly a supreme cerebral quarterback uh, in the way that he slings that pigskin. Uh, I don't know if it's really made out of pigskin, but that's what they call it, and that's what he's been doing out there for quite some time. The Chargers obviously loaded up in the AFC West, but in his own right, Justin Herbert, who also plays extremely prolific, is one of those guys you need to watch out for in 2022, obviously from a fantasy perspective he's one of those guys that you really need to have on your roster as your starter because he can lead you down positive 
uh, waters and fantasy points if you're into that kind of thing. I am not. I'm not a fantasy guy because uh, I'm too busy with reality to deal with fantasy football and everything else I have going on. There's just no way I can fit that in my schedule. Uh, so with that being said, I, I, I look at the underperforming route that Baker Mayfield has actually taken, and he made up for it in 2020. Of course, as we know, his stats were that much better. Um, but when you look at the Browns' history, again, we're talking about Bernie Kosar and the fact that his 86 season was extremely just outstanding for Bernie Kosar, especially the way that he played in the, in the then AFC Central, and the fact alone uh, that Baker Mayfield uh, threw more than three times as many touchdowns, but the interceptions certainly hurt him, especially. And, of course, no interception is uh, uh, untimely. They're all untimely. doesn't matter who you are. doesn't matter what stature. doesn't matter how long you've been in the NFL or how many rings you have. An interception is bad, regardless. And when I look at Baker Mayfield, I, th- I think to myself, man, you know, is there any way to, to send this guy out on a higher note uh, than not being the guy in Cleveland. And I look at this as just being so, uh, you know, so horribly uh, right uh, for him being able to get out of Cleveland. Of course, you can say, you know, mistake by the lake, and uh, you can have all these euphemisms you, you want in regards to Baker Mayfield and how he didn't mesh in the system. And and that's all fine and well. And you could have that conversation because that can be very realistic, especially for those Cleveland Browns fans who's been waiting a very long time uh, to get back to any type of promise land. And more, more importantly, when you look at Baker Mayfield and the fact alone that he had a, a signing bonus of almost $22 million certainly begs the question as to whether or not he's going to be able to repeat that performance now that he's in Carolina. Uh, because we know that there's nothing guaranteed anymore. He needs to play you know, one year to you know, possibly have a shot in being the quarterback of the future for maybe the Carolina Panthers or another team in the NFL that does not have a 500 record. Now, when I look at this, I think to myself, okay, well, Baker Mayfield, not really endeared in the locker room, check. Uh, not really a, a player's coach uh, in regards to you know, him giving anything back to the rest of the locker room from a positive standpoint. We're always talking about what they do on the field, but it's what they do off of the field. And of course, he has done nothing, absolutely nothing wrong off the field uh, and it has, hasn't been really a media darling uh, per se. Maybe that could play into the fact uh, that he's just not been that guy. Um, he's found a way to, you know, meld himself into whatever situation from Oklahoma in his college days uh, to where, you know, he's headed to into Carolina to play for the Panthers. And obviously, you know, the the the, the Panthers have really no not a whole lot to lose. We're going to talk about those numbers here shortly. Uh, but it was more about what Baker Mayfield can bring to this Carolina team who's absolutely played horrible football. I mean, 30th in the NFL in offensive play. Uh, when you look at the the, the types of quarterback play, they, they tried Teddy Bridgewater. They tried their experimental quarterbacks. It hasn't quite worked out to the standard or where they foresee themselves actually playing in a more competitive situation. And, and that's you know football in, in the sense of having situational playing in regards to quarterbacks and using checkdowns and double pump fakes. You know, Being able to get out of the pocket and make things happen on the run has been something that Baker Mayfield has done. Uh, from you know time and time again, and I don't know if the Browns really looked at that torn lame room and say, you know what, that really didn't prevent him. Well, it it, it did because you can't. There's certain motions, lateral motions, you just can't make with a torn lame room. You can't throw across your body if you have a torn lame room. There's just you're you're very limited in regards to 
your your motion or direction of where you're th throwing the ball. So for him to get out there and perform like he did prior to having a torn labrum just isn't realistic. And of course, the Browns are they're they are the Browns for a reason. And and by and by no means do I say that the Browns don't have an idea what they're doing. But there was a lot of conversations swirling around uh, the, the the general managers and coaches saying, "Why would you even bother taking a chance on Deshaun Watson when he himself?" has had nothing but issues and problems legally uh, as well as, you know, he's been off for an entire year. He didn't play for the Houston Texans in one down last season. Uh, and there was a lot, it was just a huge conundrum for the Texans to whether or not you're going to give, you know, Woods an opportunity to be a starting quarterback this year. Apparently they will. Uh, and I think it was the right choice. Uh, Mills, excuse me, uh, David Mills. So, I, I like where the Houston Texans are actually trending right now. They need to get away from the older logic, the older mentality, you know, move into the 20, you know, first 22nd century and, and, and think progressively. I mean, we see the Raiders today thinking progressively and using them as a great example. They were in the stone ages for quite some time. They utilized John Gruden uh, to the fullest extent that they can to find out, you know, there was a lot of emails circling around that he had sent to other uh, coaches and or lots of other different types of people within different NFL organizations, minimizing women's roles in relation to the NFL. Well, out goes the old and in with the new with uh, Sandra Douglas, who's now the uh, president of the uh, Las Vegas Raiders is certainly, you know, and, and I commend her completely uh, for being able to not only achieve that status, but the first African-American, the first woman, to be named president for any NFL franchise shows that, you know, you're going to get away from the Al Davis you know, type of mentality. You're going to get away from, um, you know, this, this black hole type of, you know, gameplay. And I don't know if it's been detrimental to the, to the Raiders organization for any, you know, length of time or any amount of time, but I know that this is progressive and moving in the right direction for the Raiders. Now, how that relates to the Houston Texans, they were also involved in some very, off-season uh, types of uh, flavorless, I don't know, connotations, conversations, uh, words that were used for for women and um, you know, or minorities in general. I, I just don't. I, there, there's no place in the NFL for any of that, and nor is there going to be any place in the NFL for any of that. And if it's allowed in NFL locker room, if it's allowed in the front offices, if it's, if it's allowed by ownership and presidents, they can either sell the team or fire the people that are associated with that horrible and horrific behavior by them because it reflects negatively on the franchise and it affects sales. It affects, uh, you know, the, the types of mentalities inside of the locker room. Uh, it just affects the team overall and, and not to mention the legal ramifications of what they contend with when they contain that type of mentality, when they consistently disregard uh, other people in lieu of trying to forge their own path, which may not be the right one to take. So with that being said, heading back to Baker Mayfield, now as an organization, the Browns themselves have, have been in a kind of a stalemate in regards to you know, waiting for Watson, waiting for the deliverance, which I probably would have thought this week would be the day, maybe tomorrow, perhaps sometime next week, um, as an independent arbitrator will be a part of the decision-making process as to what happens to Deshaun Watson. Now, uh, Jacoby Brissett, yeah, okay, serviceable. The guy will play probably, I'd say, six six games max. Uh, and if that doesn't quite show up, they're going to put in Josh Dobbs. 
they don't have a lot of options. And that's what is so frustrating about the Cleveland Browns organization, not only from a fan's perspective, but from an organization perspective, because now they don't have any quality leadership to back that up. Not that they've had tons of quality leadership from the quarterback perspective, uh, but they do not have that moving forward. They're going to have to wait. They're going to have to, you know, maybe draft a quarterback, release Jacoby Brissett, maybe uh, Josh Dobbs. That, that all remains to be seen. There's football hasn't even started yet, but you know, the, the ebbs and flows of the NFL in regards to draft picks and where these guys land, where they should land, where they could land, uh, has a lot to do with, you know, finding the right guy for the right, for the right role to do the right thing. And that's to play the best to their ability, regardless of the position on the field. And when I look at where the wild card game was when it comes to Cleveland beating Pittsburgh. It was their first franchise playoff win in like a quarter century. So that's a long time to wait. Browns fans will have to wait that much longer because there's so many more unforeseen and unforeseeable things that could happen. Uh, and there's no way to really kind of pin the tail on the donkey in regards to, well, that's the issue. That's the problem. They're going to have to do some soul searching and maybe some quarterback searching in free agency. Uh, we know that Colin Kaepernick is out there. I don't know if he'll even be re- remotely considered uh, to you know, acquire a, a starting position in the NFL. Don't know that he's ready to play in the NFL. Uh, and, and lots of other guys. You know, we've seen Ryan Fitzpatrick, uh, who also uh, went into retirement. But you, know, you never know. He can come back. He's a serviceable guy uh, and play for the Cleveland Browns. So it's really hard to know what the season holds for the Cleveland Browns. But on the other side of that coin, when you look at Mayfield uh, with a fifth-year option uh, at, at the end of April uh, for the Browns still playing there, and of course, uh, he had played more than 75% of the Browns' offensive snaps in his first three seasons. It says a lot about who he is, his gameplay, and how he made the Browns that much better and that much more relevant now not to suggest that the other side of the ball defensively they they weren't able to get anything done because boy boy did they you know the the defense was absolutely stout they they dropped a lot of uh, different types of players right on their uh, on their high end uh, and really made a name for themselves defensively last season but you know again injuries interceptions by the offense baker mayfield not playing as well as he probably could have uh, a torn labrum he played with. So there, there's a lot of questions around that. Um, but when you take a pay cut, and it's a $3.5 million pay cut, certainly says to the organization that's willing to trade for you, so you know what, I'm willing to make a trade just so I can have a fresh start, just so I can go somewhere else and do something with the rest of my football life in whatever capacity, whatever amount of time that actually looks like. This is Rudy Reyes on the Rude Dog Show, uh, Coachella Valley. Uh, as well as today's California, today's Canada, eh? Uh, as, uh, as I'm broadcasting live from, so live on YouTube, live on Twitter, this will be on the Uh Like it, love it, share it, because, well, I like that kind of thing, and it just helps uh, knowing that people are listening and paying attention out there and, and, and really getting into the minutiae. Um, of, of this, particular, uh, this particular situation it has to do with Baker Mayfield. And what's really interesting is, is that when I look at this and I think to myself, man, you know, the, the bad news could consist of the Panthers uh, not being as good despite some of the upgrades on the other side of the ball. Obviously, now we know Baker Mayfield's trending towards the, the, the NFC South. It was more about the offensive line struggles that really hampered the Panthers last year. They did some upgrades. They acquired a Super Bowl champion on that line. 
Uh, I was on uh, yesterday with, with, with Dustin Pfeiffer uh, as well as Mean Gene. We're going to be doing a live show um, from Las Vegas at the uh, Virgin Hotel and Casino. Uh, hi, Maria. Thank you so much for tuning in. I appreciate it. Showing the, showing the love. Thank you. Uh, and it's going good, Facebook user. Uh, whoever you are, I'm not quite sure, but thank you for, for tuning in. I certainly appreciate that. You have any questions, anything at all, feel free to, you know, to reach out to me, ask some questions. I, I love, you know, chatting on, on, on Twitter in regards to the NFL season at Rude Dog Reyes. Uh, you can go to the RudeDogShow.com, find a lot of the, you know, quality content I've been able to put out over the last eight years and county, I must say. Um, so when, when we're looking at the Panthers and the types of, of protection for Carolina is going to have to come off of the paper and really uh, help, you know, keep and, and not only keep Baker Mayfield upright, but prevent the pass rush from coming through in such a way uh, that will allow him to make those completions. Because again, when we look at that 50 year option, you know, he, he can play into some more money. Uh, and I'm sure those incentives are there. They're written in stone and they're written in his contract that he signed with Carolina. Um, but this could be a very crowded locker room. You have Matt Corral, you have Sam Darnold. Now you have Baker Mayfield. Now, I don't know who the elder statesman is here. But we know that they have two first round picks of Sam Darnold, who I would have liked to have seen uh, play that much better. Not only while with the Jets, of course, we know what happened there with Matt Nagy um, and that whole debacle on the offensive line. But more importantly, um, how he has played since he's been in Carolina. Uh, and more importantly, it's about quarterback play, but it's about protection as well. If you don't have the protection up front, you can try to throw the ball 10,000 times, and it's not going to really matter because you don't have the protection up front to make sure that ball leaves your hands and gets to a receiver or tight end uh, in red zone opportunities or even non-red zone opportunities for that matter. Uh, but when I look at the Panthers, at first glance, they're going to be better than a 7-10 than a and 10 team, I believe. Um, they're, they're certainly going to have to make this happen a lot sooner than later. And what I really enjoy about this is that now Baker Mayfield is going to have a fresh start. If he's, if he's going to be the same old Baker Mayfield, well, that's probably going to end up a lot sooner or later, but it's not going to be a monetary negative for, for the Panthers. This is more about a, uh, essentially him trying to find a way out again. If for some reason they tank, if that's even a word in the NFL, like it could be to some extent, I know it's a no, no in the NBA in regards to tanking. Uh, I just don't think it should happen that way. But when you look at tanking, you think of Matt Rule. Now, Matt Rule is on his third year, hasn't done a whole lot with the team and being the quarterback whisperer, being the offensive guy, uh, the, the, the head coach, the guru. I didn't see a whole lot from him. And it's just kind of sad that there's an experiment. I call it an experiment. I call it's the exception, but not the rule. Experiment has to do with Matt Rule. Of course, you probably see what I did there. Uh, but I, I, I do like the fact that, you know, the Carolina Panthers have their man or could it be their man, at least at this point, Matt Corral gets to learn from Baker Mayfield. Uh, but that just leads Will, Will Greer to wonder if he's going to stay on the practice squad. Sam Darnold could be the backup. He knows the playbook. He knows the system. And I really foresee Sam Darnold being that backup for him. How that looks as you get towards the middle of the season in the NFC South when you have you know, the Falcons, you have the Saints, uh, and, and you have the Bucks along with the Carolina Panthers. Uh, certainly, could that be more competitive? That remains to be seen. I can't say for certain. I would like to think that the NFC South be, would be one of the most uh, critically and, and hard-played divisions in football. I just don't know that it will be. 
at least not at this point. Um, but I think it's more about, you know, Matt Rule becoming progressive when it comes to play action, uh, progressive when it comes to, you know, having the protection up front, which he now has. Um, he has a quarterback in under center now. And so I'm, I'm really trying to, I'm really trying to cement Matt Rule as the coach moving forward for the Carolina Panthers. I just have a problem with that. I have a problem with with not only the way that he's ran this team up to this point, and I'm not saying he's running them in the ground by any means, but to the extent of what that means to the rest of the NFC South, it's a bigger question as to whether or not he can get past that hump, if he can be that guy, uh, to be that head coach. And, you know, I don't think anybody should necessarily be consumed who the Panthers of old are as they're trying now to turn the corner with Baker Mayfield into more than a 500 team. And of course, you know, process started yesterday with the announcement. And I think he's not only uh, needing to become more acclimated uh, in regards to uh, play calling for, for Matt Rule, but but how that should interpret into who Baker Mayfield is, who he needs to be, which is the student of the game, and, and, and build the camaraderie uh, fastly, very, very fast. And by some chance, if Rule isn't the guy to get it done, will the Panthers be that organization that will not only find a way to bring back some of the old school logic with a wash and repeat head coach, otherwise been around the proverbial NFL block a few times. I mean, after all there, there have been some mishaps, especially in the NFL. Uh, we see that in the NBA. In addition to that, the relief, you know, glory years from a coach who consistently, you know, has had teams that he's led into 500 seasons consistently. That's not what the Panthers need right now. They need a solid core. They did some upgrades in the coaching staff, which certainly will help. Uh, different minds, different attitudes, different coaching perspectives. Uh, and Matt Rule needs to be a part of the, the solution and not part of the problem. You've heard me say on the show quite a few times. But the bigger question is whether or not this head coach experiment um, is the exception and not the rule. Um, I don't suspect that, that the Panthers will make a run at the Super Bowl, especially what lies ahead in, in their schedule, which sees the Cleveland Browns in week one. So it really makes you wonder, you know, where, where this is actually going for the Carolina Panthers. Uh, but, but make no mistake, there's going to be some competitive spirit flowing the NFC South. The keys will be the driver's seat for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers uh, who came up short uh, heading to another Super Bowl run. Uh, Saints have been on the rise, but last year with James Winston, the untimely injury, you know, a force Ian book into a starting role that he was seemingly prepared for. Um, to step into, but you can, you obviously you can find that interview. Um, and I right back at you, Coachella Valley. <laughs> Thanks for tuning in. I appreciate it. Uh, thank you for the platform as well. You see Ian book starting into a, a role where maybe he was ready. Maybe he was not, but you can actually, um, uh, you can check out that interview on the rude dog show on my YouTube channel. And, uh, yeah. Stay home, people. Watch the show. We appreciate it. <laughs> Thanks for that kind. Thanks for those kind words, Coachella Valley. Uh, what I caught up with, with him in this past uh, Radio Row in Super Bowl, uh, you know, that was going on in L.A. Uh, but, of course, when you look at the Atlanta Falcons, you believe that Matt Ryan, uh, who was drafted by the Falcons originally, would have never been on the trading block, but they needed new blood, a new guy under center. And to be honest with you, I, I really think of this as – uh, maybe Matt had not found himself in this system. You know, he did go, he did take them collectively, but the quarterback starter under center and Matt Ryan took the Falcons where they had never been before, and that was to a Super Bowl. So certainly there are a lot to be said 
for Matt Ryan uh, now with the Indianapolis Colts and the heir apparent starter uh, now that they had to gut certain you know components on that offensive line. Look, the NFC South is going to be very competitive this season. It's not like you know that of the AFC West by any imagination. We're going to see you know three teams at 500 acting as a spoiler, or when others are attempting to you know throw them off the cliff. Uh, maybe a playoff bid. Who knows? Uh, it's way too early to tell when the other team or teams will be acting as spoiler this fall. It remains to be seen who those teams are actually going to be. But rest, rest assured, there's plenty of football to be played. And if there's anyone's guess, uh, I wouldn't know who that is that will be coming out of the NFC North to represent the NFC if, in fact, it does come out of the North in the Super Bowl. Um, and, and based on the numbers, the Browns will relatively have $10.5 million in dead money, which to them, I guess, is not a lot of bread uh, to, to lose, which leaves $8.35 you know, million uh, in cap space. And, of course, Panthers are you know, taking on about a, a $5 million uh, hit, which, again, for them is not really a hit. There really isn't a whole lot of dead money associated with that. Uh, but, again, keep this in mind. Baker Mayfield, in, 2018, in 2018, 2019, and 2020, he's you know, played in 14, 16, 16, and 14 games. Um, he's, you know, QB percentage is, you know, not, not very high completion, about 62%, um, thrown for 14,125 yards, completed only 61% of those passes, uh, completed 1185, attempted 1924, um, his interception ratio is 2.9. So, I mean, he's, he's, he's right there. His win-loss record is 30-30. Um, and the games played was 59 at a QBR rate of 87.7. So with all those numbers being said and where where he is right now, I really foresee uh, the, the Carolina Panthers utilizing his services. Uh, hopefully a torn labrum is is healed and ready to go because they're going to need him a lot more um, as, as the season goes on, being the air parent starter under center. Bigger question is, is do you give the backup responsibilities to Sam Darwin because he knows they play book all that well or – you hand it off to a guy in Matt Corral who was just drafted in the 2022 NFL draft. All that remains to be seen. Again, I like what Carolina did here. They don't lose basically anything in association with getting and acquiring Baker Mayfield. Um, and more importantly, um, I think that when you look at Baker Mayfield, he could have a re- relived career. I still believe there's gas in the tank for him. Um, and I think more, moreover, um, I, I, I like where I like where he's going. I like where he's trending. I really believe that when it comes to um, everything related uh, to understanding the the Panthers playbook and Matt Rule's system, uh, I, I think it's going to start a lot sooner and later for Baker Mayfield and the Carolina Panthers. Uh, wanted to give my two cents on this. This is Rudy Reyes on the Rude Dog Show, Coachella Valley. Uh, has me on the platform and thank you Coachella Valley. I certainly appreciate it. And more importantly, today's California, today's Canada. Eh? And of course, stay tuned. I will be with the Sports Kings and in, uh, in Dustin and Gene in Las Vegas at uh, the Virgin Hotel and Casino. I certainly appreciate you guys tuning in. Thank you so much. And with that being said, I'll see you guys tomorrow. Have a great night.